Dude, you see all these books over here? If anything does stress me out, like, it's, a, it's a, a book that I have not read. I think I know that's why you're so knowledgeable. So, but do you, you still believe in heaven after you die? Or? Yeah, there's no heaven. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. What is it that you feel like I know that you don't know? I mean, what do you not know? It's like, <laughs> dang, that's deep, bro. I, oh, man. What's up guys, this is a Creed Podcast. I'm Aaron, your host, and I'm interviewing the man himself, Mr. Creed. <laughs> I'm excited to learn and uh, grow from this because every time every time we talk, it's like we I learned something new from you, you know? For real. <laughs> so, and I'm interviewing the wisest person I know for his age. Uh, uh, the wise... <laughs> Yeah, I, he's seriously, he knows a lot. Um, one thing that fascinates me about him is um, just he's read a lot of books and he's uh, he dives into stuff, you know. He just dives in headfirst to stuff. And so that's what I appreciate about you. Diving right into it, man, like what what do you think makes you so like, successful at learning things like how do you learn things so well because like not everybody can read a book like i don't know there's not very many people that can read four books a month or I, you probably read more than that but it's like so how do you learn so fast <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, i'll be the record but no man, i appreciate it that's a that's a huge compliment bro <laughs> you said, said i'm you said i'm the wisest person for for his age yeah that's a compliment. Man. Yeah, um, well, but to answer your question, um, like, yeah, no, it took me a while to, like, figure out how to read, like, four books in a month because <laughs> I'm a slow reader, dude. And because uh, like, I, I, like, when I was in school, you know, they said, you know, I had a reading disability or something like that. I don't believe that. I didn't have no <laughs> disability, man. But I just thought I was lazy, dude. So I got into the habit of reading in 2017 and it wasn't until like actually like last year that I got into the habit of reading four books a month but sometimes I slack so you know I've got a couple books I'm reading right now that I'm kind of slow but it, it depends on the size of the book but yeah um just practice and I learned how to speed read it's a technique okay the more you learn, the less you feel like you know. Is that like has that been the case for you? I you you've heard me say that like yeah because I've heard you say like you know you think I'm smart or wise and stuff and in my head I'm like I don't know it's it's humbling to hear that I, I learn so much I try to learn as much as I can I watch a lot of videos I read books I apply principles in my life but the more I learn like whether it's history whether it's science whether it's things on God and spiritual things the more I realize I'm like, dude, I am like probably the most ignorant person on planet Earth. Like, I genuinely feel like that. And it could be an uncomfortable feeling too. Because some people, yeah, I might have more knowledge than like certain people, but I don't look at myself like I'm above. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, that's funny. So Aaron's running for president, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the uh, 
Like, okay, so I heard this thing, the more wise you get, the more sad you get or something like that. Is that, like, because you, you just know, like, yeah, is that true? Kind of, can you dive into that a little? I don't look at myself as a wise person, but oh, yeah. the more I learn about God, the more I learn, the more I realize, like, how deeply far gone people are, you know, in ignorance mm. and how lost they, they really are. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like 10 layers deep on something that I want to share with someone that might help them with their situation. But, you know, they're on the first layer. And so if I share one layer, they're, they're going to be, you know, you, I mean, you see some of my content. Like, some people, they're, they're like, ah, oh, I don't agree with that. Ah, ah. And, you know, I'm like, you know, if I could just show them how many layers deep I am on this thing, they would see it. But I have to get through that first layer, and that's where they fight. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I've seen a lot of your comments, like you're making some noise in, uh, how many views have you gotten in the last, you've gotten what, uh, last time I talked to you, you got like 200,000 views in the last, like in 30 days, that was a while back, but. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, at that time, up till now, uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how we calculate, but. Yeah. <laughs> But but the thing is is like you take a TikTok. TikTok is like when you start a brand new account, you know your first couple videos are probably gonna take off really fast. So uh, not as many views as my first video that I ever made, but because that one, that one by itself got like a hundred some thousand views. So, mm-hmm. But now on average, like on my uh, Instagram, if I specific topics that I talk about, on average it'll be like ten thousand views, thirteen thousand views, eight thousand, five thousand. But I haven't calculated everything recently enough. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so I wanted to dive into like your story a little bit. So like, yeah. Um, so let's teach teach me about pickpocketing, man. I want to get in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, you said I what I loved about what really stood out to me about um, what you. Uh, like your interview with John is you just dive into things. Like I said, that's what I appreciate about you. You're just like, I mean, even the way you pursued God, like nobody, like I didn't go to church like three times a day and like for two days a week and then all, all these Bible studies and all that. So like, but just tell me about like how your journey was like, or, or like when you were diving into the things you're diving into, like for example, um, like searching for God or whatever, like, um, or anything you want to dive into that you really dove into, um, like magic or whatever, like what, what makes you just like dive into stuff so much? Like what makes you like, just cause a lot, not a lot of people are like that. You know, a lot of people like do a little bit of that a little dabble, you know, most people are dabblers, Tony Robbins says. So what makes you like dive in head first to like, a lot of things you do like even bodybuilding you know you've gotten <laughs> man that the heck that is true <laughs> dang what the heck like <laughs> that is true like let me rewind back in time when i was younger you know when i, I grew up with my grandfather and stuff i i tell this story probably a thousand times but i was adopted by my grandfather and um as a kid i didn't really feel like i got a lot of attention you know and um you know when i was at school uh you know, I wasn't really popular. I was shy. And so uh, being a shy kid, you know, I'm like, 
what can I do to be noticed? Like, someone just pay attention to me. I, I exist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I want to be the best skateboarder in the world. I'm going to be freaking the greatest. But then, obviously, I grew up out of that. And then before ninth grade came up, I'm like, you know, I'm going to become the greatest illusionist in the world. And uh, so something about that, I just wanted to be recognized. I think it's an ego thing at first. Um, but when it came to, like, uh, God, you know, I'm like, I, I think just whatever it is that I'm doing, I think it's just kind of in my nature. Whatever it is I'm doing, I'm like, I'm one track mind. When it comes to like God and stuff, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna learn everything I can. And I remember, I'm like, I'm gonna be a pastor and I'm gonna be a missionary. I'm gonna be, you know, I, I look in the Bible. Is it okay to be an apostle? I want to be an apostle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, whatever the the highest degree of whatever it is that you can do, I just want to do that. And then um, also, yeah, getting into bodybuilding and exercising. You know, I'm not, I don't do bodybuilding anymore, but I, I exercise regularly. Um, I just wanted to look as good as I possibly could. And especially you probably hear the stories about people who, you know, they, they, they have a girlfriend and then they have a broken heart and then they end up going to the gym. Well, that was me. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym and, and going to the gym, you know, you feel good when you got cortisol running through your body and you're like stressing out. I'm like, I'm going to the gym. So, but, uh, I don't use the gym anymore or anything to get rid of stress, but, um, no, that's how I was. I think I, I, I just needed something to distract my mind. And um, you know, I, I get all deep into it. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Now it's for good reasons now. It's not because I'm depressed or anything. Now it's just something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you take away the ego of everything? Take away the ego out of everything? Like, just, does, he seems to never, like, have an ego about, like, what he's doing. I mean, if that makes sense. Like, for example... Okay, they, I'm thinking about myself. What are people thinking of me? But it's like you never really think of that. Like you always think of you're uh, you're never in your ego, uh, like you say. I and you and you can explain what that means. But we we kind of have that talk of like thinking about yourself in a sense. You know, you're always thinking about like I, I don't know how to explain it. If that yeah, makes sense, I know like, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it comes to the ego, uh, the ego. I, I, I study the ego, you know, like, and not just what the Bible has to say about it, but what other people have to say about psychology and whatever. Because the Bible talks about the ego, but when the Bible talks about ego, it's referring to it as the flesh. You know, I mean, that's the best way you can put it when, when you, you want to use that word ego. But um, one thing is I notice is uh, <laughs> there's this movie where I'm not going to explain the whole movie. It's kind of a crazy movie but i don't even remember what i think it's called the revolver or something it's a crazy movie but there's a there's a scene at the end of that movie where the main character had a lot of anger towards another character and um you know some stuff happened people were killed and whatever and um he felt like he needed to go and forgive this man for all the stuff that he put him through and he somehow, I think he breaks into the guy's home or something. I forget how it happened. But he ends up in the guy's apartment or, or penthouse. And uh, I think the dude was laying down with some other chick or something. And then he walks into the room and he's like, hey, the guy get just before having a conversation with him, he's in an elevator. And, um, and his, 
it's like his ego is tripping out. It's like, you know, it's talking to him in his head and don't talk to, don't, don't forgive him. You're supposed to be angry at him. Like, what are you doing? And whatever. And so at some point he, uh, he forgives the guy and, and, and the guy just goes crazy. You know, like he, he couldn't believe that this guy came to forgive him and, and, and it, and it, and it upset him. Because he felt like he had power over him because, you know, he was angry at him and it made him mad. And, and so his ego was tripping out. Like, how are you, how are you going to just let go of the situation? You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and he could tell when the guy forgave him, he genuinely let it go and didn't even care anymore. And that, and that bothered him. Mm. And so, anyways, I, I say that because I noticed that the ego, everyone has an ego. And, um, and I noticed that, that. Even if when you're a Christian, you have an ego. Like you have a Bible, and you're 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 trying to serve God. You're trying to do things the right way, but the ego. You learn a few Bible verses, and then you feel like you need to go and tell everybody about it, rather than yeah. sitting still and absorbing the information on your own and let. It, how does it apply to your life? You're. Some people say like, you know, you should, um, like study the Bible so that you can like go and preach it to people. But no, you should study the Bible so you can learn for yourself. And for me, like when I read a book, I'm doing that. Like you ever had a time where you're reading a book and you're just underlining things that you agree with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like people do that. It's it's like you're underlining the things that you agree with. No, what about underlining things that you disagree with and try to figure out like what, wait, what does this person mean when they say that? Rather than being triggered emotionally, why don't you try to figure out what they mean? Or if you're having a conversation with somebody and, and you're triggered by something that they said, why don't you look at yourself and be like, why did I get triggered when this person said this thing that I disagree with? Dang, bro. But people don't do that. They just want to be triggered emotionally and go on about their life and then talk about, oh, this person triggered me. And now they're gossiping. Ego. Now, 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 the, now the ego wants to gossip now about something that triggered the, the ego. And so with all that in mind, I say... I pay attention to my ego to the best I can, you know, because um, the ego is involved with so many things. That even if you get a, a, a good paying job, all of a sudden you kind of like want to puff your chest out because you feel, you feel like you're kind of low key, a little bit superior than the average person. And the ego is involved with everything. If you talk to a hot girl, you kind of feel like, oh, man, like who's paying attention to me watching this, talking to this hot girl? Oh, you're talking to the hot girl. You try to make sure that whatever you tell her is the best thing about your life. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't want to tell her your vulnerabilities. You don't want to tell her your weaknesses and the things that you struggle with. You only want to tell her how much money you make, the nice car you got. It's all ego. Dang. And so the ego is involved with everything, and the ego is destroying mankind. So that's why I pay attention to my ego. Dang, that's deep, bro. I, oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I could go forever on that, but, you know. It, man, no, that's fascinating, bro. Seriously. Yeah. And so, like, when you see the word ego in the Bible and it says the flesh, like, it uses the word flesh. It says the flesh and the spirit war against each other. You know. Change the word up a little bit. Your ego and your flesh are at war. I mean, your ego and the spirit, God's spirit, are at war with one, one another. You know, your, your ego is in the way of all kinds of things that he has for you, but, yeah. No, that's wild, bro. I, I would like to dive into that. More, uh, whatever you want to do, man. This, man. this, this, this is good stuff. Yeah, this is good stuff. Um, but yeah. So, 
how do you be more com? What are like? Share with me how you become more aware of your ego. How do you? Because I I feel that same urge when I'm reading something. I'm like, all right, can't wait to post this. Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know exactly and like what share what I learned, and I'm just like, yeah. that's the ego. I'm like, dang, that's really hit me. Like, yeah. but it goes for everything, bro. It literally yeah. goes for and it. And there's nothing it, wrong with being excited with sharing things with people, but uh-huh. it's just <laughs> sometimes that's people forget about themselves. You know. What do you mean forget about themselves? What? Like they forget to pay attention to their own ego. Like, like you know, I might learn something, and then I might want to share it with you or my other friends, but. I try to pay attention to that and be like, how does this thing apply to my life? Or if I hear a sermon, am I like, all right, I'm going to send, this person needs to hear this video. They need to see this. I'm, like, I'm going to send this. Like, no, how did it apply to you? Dude, that's, uh, yeah. You ever heard of the spot it, you got it thing? You spot it, you got it. Like in psychology, just like if you spot something negative, if you spot something positive, then you got that same thing, whether you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that that. Tr- I, I didn't know that that... The constant, the name of that. Do you agree with that? If you like spot something negative in somebody else, then you have that same thing. Or if you spot something positive, you have, you have judgment, and you have discernment. Like judgment is, you know, it's a it's, it's a hip, hypocritical thing where, yeah, like what you said, you have something and you can see it in other people, but you're willing to point it out in other people, but not in yourself. So you have this hypocritical judgment. But then you also have discernment where maybe you don't struggle with that thing, but you do recognize that this person may be crazy. But a lot of people just tend to forget like they need help. The ego does not like to see itself. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes into... <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you get better at like... Right. Yeah. Dealing with the ego or like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, when you wake up in the morning... For 15 minutes, don't do anything. 15 minutes to 30 minutes, or maybe even to an hour if you want to go. You really want to accept the challenge. I challenge people to try it. For 15 minutes, when you fully awake, don't lay in bed anymore. Just sit up. Don't turn on any music. Don't watch any videos. Don't go to any social media. And go into a state of like meditation, a silent prayer, being still and knowing God. You know and and, and, and and don't say any words. Don't pray a prayer because your ego wants to pray a prayer and say, God, give me some money, give me a nice job. No, don't do that. Sit still for 15 minutes to an hour and do absolutely nothing. You'll see how absolutely insane your ego is. It is tripping out. You don't have control over your ego. Dang. It's just talking. It's like, ah, when is this 15 minutes going to be up? Maybe I need to set a timer on my phone so I know, like, all right. Oh, you set a timer on your phone for 15 minutes just to be still and be in quietness. And the ego is like, all right, you're sitting still in quietness. The ego is like, okay, let me, how many minutes have gone by? Oh, five minutes. Ugh. Ego cannot sit still. The ego is opinionated. It, it, it doesn't want to know the truth about things. It just wants to accept its own truth, you know. The ego will even try to interpret the Bible for you when you read the Bible. So, so that's why I say pay attention to the ego because the ego will create a, uh, a false doctrine as well. It's, it's, <laughs> the ego is absolutely insane. And that's why um, I've heard some people call it uh, the ego is the nature of Satan. Dang. That's crazy. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I didn't know we were gonna talk about ego, but hey. yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah it's good. something that you. It's very rare that some people know about this type of thing, and like I don't, I don't have many people. Like I, that's why I asked you is because you have your ego like more in check than most people. So I, I just wanted to like. I try my best. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my, from my perspective, you have yeah. your ego in check more than most people. So, and um, so. That's why I wanted to ask you that. Um, well, to answer it in a, in a daily life applicable situation, not just sitting still for 15 minutes, I would say, um, I'd say just practice awareness. Like uh, awareness would be like when you're paying attention to what's going on in your head when, when outside situations are happening. So, for example, if... Uh, I don't know, your family member is mad about something or, or argumentative. Rather than getting frustrated with that family member or whatever, pay attention to what's going on in your head while that person's tripping out. And you'll see your mind's judging them. It's coming up with something to say, and you don't have to say anything. Just sit still. Just let them trip out and have a soft response. And, and this, is pro, this is a biblical concept. You know, a soft answer turns away wrath. We know this to be true, but... The ego feels the need to have to prove to people something. So it wants to trip out with that person. Pract pay attention to what's going on in your head. That's how, that's how you be aware of the ego and keep it in check. Because, um, you know, even for me, like I, I went to a restaurant today. And, uh, and a Chinese restaurant. And a uh, woman down there, <laughs> I got, I ordered food. First lady, she was really nice, you know. The other lady that came to bring out my food, I asked her if she had some chopsticks, <laughs> right? And uh, she kind of just looked at me kind of crazy. I was like, I was like, do you guys have uh, chopsticks? I was super polite. Uh -huh. She just kind of was like, you know. And then she was like, yes. She gave me some chopsticks. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for my food to come. Finally, she, she brings my food out. And um, I'm like, you know, I'll just try to be polite. You know, maybe she's having a rough day. I don't know. And then I said, uh, I was like, oh, thank you, you know. And smiled at her, and then she just kind of looked at me like. And it's so, boom, ego starts tripping out. My ego. And it's like, oh, maybe she doesn't like black people. Oh, you know. Don't come back to this restaurant. They don't deserve your money. You saw a cockroach over there earlier. Maybe you can call a manager and, and, and complain about something. Ego's tripping. So I'm just like, dude, what the heck is that going on in my head? <laughs> I wasn't really doing that. But in that split moment, though, I was just like, you know, maybe she's having a rough day. But the ego's coming up with all kinds of assumptions. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, I just pay attention to it. That's good, bro. Yeah, you have a lot of practice in that, I feel like. And it's just, so I wanted to ask you about that. I appreciate you talking about that. Why is it so hard to sit still and just, like, be, and just be in the, pre and just be in the moment? Like, why is it so hard to do that? Does it be in the moment? I think. And like you said, just be silent, you know? And, like, why is it so hard? Why are we just always... Is it just, like, human nature? Or is it just because we're so distracted these days or busy or... Mm -hmm. um, I think... I'll answer this the best way I can, but... A lot of people identify with their emotions. So, uh, for example, if you feel like you are an unattractive person, you know, in your mind, you know, may maybe you're not the most attractive person in the world, but in your mind, 
you're constantly telling yourself, because you're not the most attractive person in the world, <laughs> that people aren't going to like you. And, and it could be true in some instances, you know, like if you're not attractive, people won't really even pay attention to you. But there are people who aren't like that. But you, 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 you pass over them because you've just already assumed people don't like me because I'm unattractive. I used to do it because of my skin color. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm black. So anytime I see a white person, you know, they probably have a prejudice toward me. Just an automatic assumption. Go to a church, think that. I have so many white friends that aren't like that. And, but, 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 but I remember there was a time in my life where my ego genuinely thought that pretty much everybody was racist. And then one day I realized, I was like, dude, I have so many white friends who like love me, but wasn't even paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. So many people are doing that. <laughs> so many people are doing that. You got, you got friends that love you. But in your mind, your mind's telling you, nah, you're suspicious of this person. You feel like you need to have a relationship. So the, the, the mind's going crazy trying to figure out how to get a relationship. Or you feel like you have to smoke a joint. And so, and so you have your emotions and it's, I think it's like a lack of self-discipline. And then, like I said, you know, it's, it's just that. It's just a nature that we have to overcome, and um, you know it needs to be brought in under under submission. But uh, people lack discipline. Man, dude, that's I'm I'm kind of mind blown with the whole ego thing because it's like, I, I it's just crazy to me. But um, so you're making some noise, man, and uh, and what's your purpose behind like what you're doing? I know John asked you this. Uh, in the podcast, like what your reason why you're doing it or something like that. He asked you or just to, to that effect. And uh, I was just wondering, like, I want to know, like, what your purpose is behind making these con this content. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, well, I'm still trying to learn as I go. But uh, I'd say the reason why I'm doing it is because, you know, I think that a lot of people, whether they're religious or not, you know, they're enslaved by their own thoughts in their head. And uh, especially Christians, because a lot of Christians think that God is out to get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't, they don't, like, a Christian will say, like, you know, they believe that God loves them, but they don't actually truly believe it though they say it with their mouth because they see it in the bible but they don't actually believe it they don't and they also don't realize how free they actually are and so a lot of people are sitting like birds in a cage you know um you know and then and then you open the cage and the bird doesn't come out because it, it still thinks the cage is closed or something or like like a horse tied up you know and if you untie the horse it still thinks that it's tied up in his head but it's not or like in the Bible, Israel, you know, that Moses took Israel out of Egypt. They're walking around free. They used to be slaves. Now they're free. But the problem was, is they were in the desert. And some people were like, look, I'd rather go back to slavery than be out here in the desert, you know, walking around in the heat. I'd rather go back to slavery. And that's what a lot of people, that's how they live their life. It's like, dude, you're free. No, no, no. Just figure out how to get out of the desert. You're free, though. 
But some people would rather go back to something that's guaranteed, you know, like a guaranteed meal every day. And um, I think a lot of Christians default to just going to church and waiting to die to go to heaven rather than experiencing heaven on earth. They've enslaved themselves for the rest of their life until they die rather than being able to experience heaven on earth today, which is the whole purpose as to why Christ came. Mm. But so you, and I understand what you're saying. So, but do you, you still believe in heaven after you die? Or? Yeah, there's no heaven. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no i believe in heaven yeah. okay because <laughs> uh, that was something i i was kind of confused about oh really yeah with with your with like just the whole like yeah Dang, that's amazing man so i'm glad i'm glad oh, you bro you ask know. all your questions man because i know a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you can ask me anything, bro. Like, okay. Like, a lot of people, I know, because I, I don't use any Christian lingo uh-huh. when I talk. So, people are thinking, like, is this guy, like, <laughs> does he believe, Does he read the Bible? Like, yeah, no, I read the Bible. I, I just don't <laughs> use Christian lingo because I just don't think it, it works in a world where people aren't interested in that. I agree with that, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. So, um... What, tell me more about like your, what drives you? Like, I want to know, like, what drives you to work out? Like, so, I mean, what drives you to like, you know, work hard at your job? Like, cause you've been a pretty consistent person in, in life, like with your job and like, you know, you're, you've moved up and you're just, you know, you're moved up, you, you're doing, uh, working out, like you're a pretty disciplined person. So what drives you to just and you're making content now so it's like what drives you i want to hear about like what drives you to work so hard in life and just keep pushing yeah that's dude that's, that's actually that's actually deeper than you could think <laughs> that's deep because i know like, yeah no it's, it's not just like oh yeah just be motivated like no man i, I think it, it comes from a very very deep uh i if how do i put this all right, all right. I believe that, you know, I have a purpose. You know, I was born with a purpose. And I need to live as long as I can to fulfill that purpose. So that's one of the reasons why I exercise regularly. I like to, like, you know, bulk up a little bit, put on some, put on some <laughs> muscle a little bit too. But uh, I think that that's that's the main reason, you know, why I exercise and stuff. Uh, the reason why, uh, what was the other one? Why... You, you just work consistently like oh I, I couldn't do that like <laughs> like as far as having a job like that i mean you're grind like it's tough hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, on i i got someone got to put food on the table you know what I'm yeah <laughs> but no no i i mean you know what i mean like i know just mean. I like, mean. like why do you work on it um yeah i i i use my job to fund um, my vision. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I try to bust my butt and I try to work good and I try to be a good steward and uh, be a good representative of, of God and Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to people. And so, you know, I try to work as if I'm working for God himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just want to, whatever I do, I want to do it well and make 
my employer happy and um, you know not be a hassle to people. Mm-hmm. So I think that that helps to be like a good example for people. And if I have children one day, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's actually it's true. It. Um, what about just like what what else drives you to make content? Just like uh, yeah, what drives yeah, you content. to make content? I think it's just like that. It it, it it's what what the thing to do right now. You know what I mean? Like we live in the age of information. You know, everything everything's already been built. You know, all the streets and all the roads have been built. The homes have been built. Everything's been built. All the restaurants and everything. People just want information now. They want to read books. You know, they want to buy an online program. They want to watch movies. Everything's just information data. And so I think uh, for me, I'm like, all right, well, you know, if I want to make an impact in the world and different things, I, I need to really get involved with media and uh, master the marketing. And um, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's When you put it like that, everything is like, it's just it sounds like a no-brainer like man i should be like you know, you're just like every, you know what i'm saying you just put things in a simple way where it's like man yeah that's you know it's just pretty simple <laughs> yeah yeah this is fun man and i I, t- I tell aaron this because aaron and i we talk on the phone quite often and he'll always ask me so he'll just call just to ask questions I'm like, dude, we just do this on a podcast. Yeah. Like, this is legitimately the type of questions Aaron will ask me on the phone. Like, this, <laughs> um, this is not just him making up stuff. He doesn't even have a script. This is all. <laughs> so there's these, these two conflicting ideas. And I like to talk to you about, like, conflicting ideas that I have because yeah. you, like, shed light. You shed light on, on that kind of stuff. But Okay. Um, so, okay. So there's one guy that um, helps people, like, you know, um, quit addiction and stuff. He was saying he would rather have like 300, uh, like options rather than not have options, but he's not a Christian. But do you think it's like, do you think it's, uh, like good to have like options rather than like, because I feel like, uh, like guys are like, Oh, you're just like, when I, uh, when I say that they're like, Oh, you're just trying to like, um, be with tons of girls and I'm like no I'm just asking like is it better to have options to be like be your most attractive self and then have options to choose from like or to just be like oh the first person you see you know you just like marry them and then I'm not I'm just talking about like marriage in a sense you know what I'm saying like you said you're not just talking about marriage I'm talking about marriage yeah oh I got you I got you like and like long-term family like is it yeah does that make sense yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense, I think, yeah. Um, I'd say, is it better to have options? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny that you asked that because this, this reminds me of that whole red pill, blue pill space. You, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, I, I don't know the whole red pill, blue pill uh, very much, but yeah, no, no, they, a lot of guys, they're out there, like, they, they call themselves alpha males, and they try to get a bunch of chicks and stuff and whatever. But I know that you're not talking about that. Uh, no, I think it's a good it's a it's a good sign if more people are attracted to you. Mm-hmm. you know I mean, it's a it's probably not a good sign if no <laughs> one's attracted to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd say uh that's a good question. Yeah, I'd, I'd say 
But do you yeah. think God is okay with like you having wanting to like have more options as, just because do you think that's okay to, to just have like options like that like oh. biblically you know like or to marry people like do you think that's okay to like desire to like be attractive and then right like does that make sense i, know I don't you, know i think it, no, I, I, I don't know what you're i'm not explaining it too no, no, well <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let me let me try to explain to you what you're. I think you're trying to say. You're trying. You're trying to ask me, is it okay to, like, be like attractive and like have multiple options of women, and um and like is it a sin to? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I I'd say uh it just shouldn't be your focus. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good indicator if you're an attractive person, you know. But it shouldn't be like your that shouldn't be at the forefront of your mind of like. Because this is what they're teaching in the red pill space is like, you know, how do you become more attractive? That's fine. But they're trying to figure how do you become more attractive so that you can get laid? Mm-hmm. Just so and that's at the forefront of men's mind that are into that stuff. So I'd say there's nothing wrong with like wanting to be attractive, exercising, taking care of yourself, making money and all these different things. But I would just say your purpose should be so you should be so possessed by your purpose that you wanting to get in a relationship should not be the at the forefront of your mind that every decision you make is about how do you become attractive to the opposite sex. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, there's nothing wrong with being attractive in that sense, but I just say that should that's not what you should be chasing. It should just be a byproduct. You're saying? Yeah. Kind of it should be if you're if you're a man who's going after his purpose, dude, they're gonna love you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love you. Period. End of story. But you shouldn't. They're te- they're teaching men how to uh, basically make a fake vision for your life and then pursue after that vision so that you can. It's it's like a gimmick. You're like trying to act like you're a man who has purpose so that you can be attractive. Yeah, no, a man who has purpose is attractive. You know, a man who has purpose. And I'm not talking about just just like women. Like just so, to society as a whole. Like if you're if you're a, pur- a purpose-driven person, whether you're a man or a woman, people are going to be attracted to you because they're like, I'm inspired by this person. They might find you physically attractive. They might just want to be in your presence because there's something about you that says, like, you're you're living, like, higher than life itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, especially if you're a man. But a lot of people try to fake it. Yeah. No, I, I understand. That was a good question, though. Did I answer it? Or is that... Yeah, you answered it. I appreciate it. Okay, okay. Appreciate it. Like, what do you do to recharge in your life? So say you're working really hard on your vision and stuff and your purpose, and like, what m- makes you recharge? Or what do you think are some elements of like what makes somebody like um, a good like Sabbath day or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like how do you how do you how do you unplug for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say for me, it's it's taking practice, man. Like because my mind goes with ideas. It's like that's an idea, 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 idea. Oh, I also need to read this book. Oh, I gotta read the Bible too. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pray. Uh, man, I gotta go meet this person. So much going on. So for me, when it's time to just hang out, like let's say I'm with a friend, when it's time to just hang out, I am there. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't, uh, like, let's say you're like, hey, let's go bowling. 
I am there. I'm not on my phone, you know, doing other things. Like, I'm hanging out with my friend. Or let's say, uh, like, on, on Sunday. I love Sunday. I, and, and I don't say this in a religious sense. Like, you know, I, I do church on Sunday, too. But on Sunday, I'm like, I literally unplug, unplug the wire. Like, dude, mm-hmm. if I want to rest all day, I will rest. If I want to play video games all day, I will play video games. Like, I, I'm chillaxing. And I'm not going to... And I intentionally try not to think about business stuff or what I'm doing tomorrow. I let all that worry about itself. I just worry about today, you know. And with that in mind, just being present, you know. A lot of people, you you could you could you can unplug even when you're like, like doing on a podcast like that, like right 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 now, like like some somebody could be doing a podcast like this. Like I could be stressing out as I'm talking to you mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about something else or what I'm going to eat later. Or what's going on tomorrow? But instead, no, I'm like, no, I am present right here. I'm talking to Aaron, and that, and so with that in mind, I'm at peace because I'm like, all right, you know, I don't have anxiety about your next question. I'm gonna, I just present right now, handle things as it comes. Uh, yeah. I noticed that about you. Yeah, I think that's what I appreciate about you because you, with your time, you know, you actually sit and listen, and you actually are present like you said and you're actually there even when we're talking on the phone it's like it's you're i'm i'm a priority i feel like you know which i feel like that's really powerful being present you know is really powerful so and i appreciate that about you because yeah, well. don't you don't like, isn't it like like doesn't it kind of low-key bother your ego a little bit when <laughs> when you're t- <laughs> uh, <laughs> when when you're on the phone with your friend and then they just seem like their mind is occupied with something else. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and you're like, dude, let's talk, man. But yeah. they're like, oh, they're over there doing something else. It's like, why'd you call me? So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, that's... And uh, so uh, let me talk to you about listening, bro. Because I think you're really good at listening. I think that's a skill that you practiced. You must have practiced a lot. Um, and we haven't really talked... I, I, too much about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious on your thoughts are on like how to listen better. And because you really make me feel heard, you're like, you actually, and I think that's part of being present. That's why I'm bringing it up. Like that's, uh, I think that's part of being present, but how do you, how do you listen better? Because you're really, I think that's one of, they say the first, uh, act of love or first duty of love is to listen and they say, like, one of the highest acts of love is listening, you know? For example, you and I could be talking on the phone, or you could be talking to one of your friends or me or whatever. And you could tell that the other person just wants to say whatever they got to say. You know what I mean? Or maybe if you're hanging out with a friend, they're trying to get something out of you, you know, because you, you're a YouTuber, and, and you are and you got 200-something thousand subscribers, so when they're hanging out with you, they're not really hanging out with you, they're trying to hang out with you to get something from you, you know, try to get a shout out or, and so what I do is when I'm talking to people, I come with no agenda. I'm like, I'm genuinely like, where's this conversation going? You try to call me at 10 o'clock at night. I'll be like, what's up? Right. I don't know why you're calling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you got to ask me something. Hey, you know. And if I genuinely don't want to talk right now because I'm tired, I, hey, hey, man, I'll talk to you later. And then you're just like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. 
And so people have a hard time doing just little simple basic things like that. It's like, because your mind is occupied with what can I get from this person? And if they can't see what they can get from you, they have no interest in talking to you. Mm. So that's why they just seem uninterested. And then I noticed that I did that with people. You know, I, I used to do that. And I, and, and um, when I was, especially in high school and then a little bit after high school, you know, sometimes people used to say to me that they didn't feel like they were heard because I was just trying to talk to them about Jesus. <laughs> and just like, you know, and they're over there trying to tell me about a problem that they got going on. And I'm over here like, yeah, man, all, all you need is the Bible. Look, 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 look. And I, I just want to tell them what I need to tell them. But some people, they just need you to hear them. They feel like no one's hearing them. So, yeah, for me, I, I just try to now uh, with the whole idea of paying attention to the ego, you know, like um, let's say someone wants to hang out with me and I genuinely know I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to bother them with, you know, acting like I'm uninterested when I'm talking to them. I just tell them, hey, I can't talk. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Rather than let them see me not be interested in talking to them. Uh, what you're like, how to be aware and just don't let the ego get involved, you're saying, kind of thing? Yeah, like, man. Listening? If you, if everybody on planet Earth paid attention to their ego, there would be no problems. On Earth. Really? <laughs> you think so? There'd be no problems. Dang. There'd be no problems. Think about it. If you just think, if you just think hard about it, if everybody knew what was going on in their own head, take captive every thought that was passing through your head, pay attention to your ego, how you feel about people, and your judgment towards other people. There'd be no wars. There'd be no uh, poverty. If everybody, no one would be homeless if everyone on planet Earth genuinely loved each other. But the ego doesn't like to love people because it, it takes work. You're good at this. Uh, is you don't have any expectations. I can think it was kind of tying into what you were saying. How do you not have expectations in a relationship? How do you just like, I'm just talking any relationship, whether it's romantic or whether it's, you know, just a friendship or whatever. Like, how do you just like let go of your expectations? You know, because not a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people you know have expectations and like in relationships you know like you said how do i handle that like not do that yeah have expectations um you, do you do you want a, just a brief answer do you want like a real answer? Uh, you can go in depth yeah, <laughs> okay. real, real, brief, well, mean, well okay the brief answer would be you know like yeah obviously you know keep the ego in check but all right we're about to get a little bit philosophical god when god created the the world you know he, it was supposed to be heaven on earth. You know, Adam, when God created Adam, Adam was not sitting around thinking, where the women at? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't thinking that. Um, he, was, he, was just, he was just doing his thing. So by the time Eve came around and he, he created Eve, there was just a knowingness. Like, oh, that's my wife. And so, can you imagine if, if there was truly heaven on earth? Like, truly, if there was heaven on earth, you wouldn't have no expectations from people at all. Meaning, okay, like when you're, when you're going out and hanging out with your friends and then you see a pretty beautiful woman and you feel nervous. You, I don't know, you, you experience that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You feel nervous. Why 
let me ask you a question. Why do you feel nervous? Or, uh, or, or in the past, why have you felt nervous when you wanted to go talk to a woman? I just, just fear of the, uh, if she's going to like, well, yeah, because I'm trying to like maybe ask for a number or something. So I'm like, um, so I'm like scared of the unknown. I, I guess scared of the unknown maybe is the best way I can put it. Like yeah. if she rejects me or whatever, or if she doesn't want to talk, but honestly that doesn't even hurt like rejection doesn't even hurt me but i just i still get nervous well not not as much anymore but yeah like yeah. i did get nervous yeah right well like you said though it's like but there's like an expectation that you have it you there's even if it's the smallest thing you just want a phone number mm-hmm. right but <laughs> life was not like that in the beginning of time there there was no such thing as fear because you didn't have expectations from people you actually had love for them when you have expectations for people from people you don't love them you can only have expectations if you don't have love say that again <laughs> say that again <laughs> i say you can only have expectations from people if you don't have love oh wow okay so the fact that you're fearful of this girl because you, you you don't love her you're just lusting after her I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I'm just saying people in general. You don't love her. You know. And I, when I speak about love, I'm not talking about like emotionally feel love. You know, so I'm talking about like just just peace. Just you don't love people when you have expectations from them. Because you know why? Because if for example, if you have a friendship and you have an expectation and that person doesn't meet your expectation, you're mad. Mm-hmm. So you argue, dude, you're supposed to be there for me. Wait, what? who said that they were supposed to? That, that, was, that was you. Your ego came up with that. I agree, bro. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Like, uh, like, like that. That's what. This is why the, the the Bible is like. Look, there is no fear in love. Mm-hmm. There's no fear in love. What? So every time you have fear, it's an indicator that you don't have love. Like you're lacking a little. Uh, like uh, lacking it a little bit, or you're lacking it like all. You're just either fearful or you. Or you're loving, like... Well, I'd say period, end of story. But the, also, the other thing is this, is like I said, not to identify with your emotions. Because emotionally, you feel like you love somebody, but that... No, no, no. There, there is no emotions in real love. If you, if you really think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's no emotions. Did, did Jesus need to feel like he loved you? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did he feel like he wanted to go to the cross? No, not at all. Like, 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 he was over there. He was, he was stressed out so bad that blood was coming out of his pores. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't mean to get super deep like that, but I just, I just make that point because, like, that is something that is applicable to just a daily living situation. I agree, bro. That's it. Really good stuff, bro. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Really good. I love it. So how I wanted to talk about this is how did you become such a well-rounded individual and my this is my perception of you that you're a pretty well-rounded individual how did you become such a well-rounded individual um because like listening and like um you know just i mean listening is huge i feel like and not having like as much ego or um or uh wisdom you know you're learning you're you're lifelong learner all these different things like 
good with relationships, like you have long-term relationships, all these well-rounded things that you have. How did you have that without like having parents in your life? How did you like, and having like being where you, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, when I was uh, younger, I realized I needed to grow up quick, you know, cause I was by myself a lot. And, um, so yeah, with that in mind, I was trying to figure out what's the fastest way that I can mature, um, you know, as, as a young man. So I just started learning as much as I can, you know, starting with the Bible. That's why, I, you know, I didn't really read books at a young age, but, you know, I would, I would hang out with adults all the time, <laughs> hanging out with adults and ask them about their life stories and how they handle their relationships, their spouses and children and just like learning like oh, okay this is how people are like as adults you know and um and so with that in mind hanging out with a lot of adults you know at, at, at a young age you know they helped me get my first job one of my friends who uh i'll go and fellowship with him at his house that's good bro that's some good advice just being around people that are like older that have been around that have done the thing yeah. that you're trying to do right just yeah. asking them questions and just being around, like, you know, get rid of my own knowledge. Like, forget about what I think I know. I just was like, okay, like, I'm I'm a young man, you know. I didn't really have, like, my parents there to help me. So I'm like, I need someone to look towards. So a lot of times I'd end up watching, like, dudes on, on, on the Internet, YouTube, sermon, people preaching, and uh, people that I was around. So, you know, all that, a combination of all those things, it just helped me to get rid of anything that I thought I knew about life and try to take on people who are already living in a certain way that I wanted, you know? Yeah. For sure. So how do, do you think that's the reason why you dive into stuff like you were saying or no? Is that why you like kind of go all in on this stuff because you're just like, uh, or no, is that part of it or no? Yeah. Like, uh, just me, be me, me being young and stuff like, or just like part of like asking like older adults like oh you know and not having like parents to guide you because you have to like you had to learn on your own you know you had to do everything like yeah uh, I mean right yeah I yeah um I don't know if that yeah it just it just like when I was young I just was I'm like man I can't. Because uh, there was a there was a time in my life where I had depression, and I didn't feel like anyone was there for me. So I was like, okay, I refuse to be depressed and have anxiety and suffer for my whole life. Like, I'm not gonna like when I was young, I was like, I'm not gonna be a statistic mm -hmm. of some some young black kid who got involved with drugs and gangs and you know all that stuff. You know that that could have been my life. You know, even though I was living in a neighborhood that wasn't like that, but, you know, a lot of young guys, they, they seek after that type of stuff. And I was like, I don't want that. You know, I want peace. You know, I don't, I don't want to be. And so with that in mind, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to have basically live heaven on earth? You know, because I was living in depression and I'm like, okay, well, and I'm not going to just wait until I die to go to heaven. To, to be happy. Like, I need to be happy and at peace and have joy right now. And so whatever I had to do to get that, I, that's all I was seeking after. A lot of times people, though, they get into crazy stuff 
to look for peace and happiness and everything else. But I'm like, no, I'm going to look for peace and happiness, but I'm going to try to figure out how to do it the right way. And so with that in mind, you know, going back to the whole, you know, having self-discipline and stuff, like if I, I'm look I'm in my, in my head, I'm like looking in the long term, distant future, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, what will my life be like? In 30 years from now, if I continue this habit over here or continue chasing after these type of women or, you know, and so I just was like, when I look at other people and I ask, I would even ask other people who look like they're struggling in life. I'd ask them, what? I asked them their life story. And I'd be like, okay, whatever they did, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, with that in mind, I'd be like, I would get wisdom from people who had wisdom and I would also learn from the mistakes from people who made terrible decisions in their life. And, um, yeah, just feel like I had to. Dang, dude. That's powerful. I think, um, so would you agree with this? I know we talked about it and, uh, would you agree that people that start like, cause you kind of started off like with, like less than uh, most people as far as like your probably emotions, right? Or as far as like what you um, had, like uh, not, I'm not saying like financially, I'm just, or maybe that too, but just like in general, like communication skills or like, you know, um, you know, uh, I mean, I know I saw your transformation and you were like, you used to be really skinny, like, you started off, like, really skinny, but I was just curious on, like, um, do you feel like you were, like, um, and then you said you didn't read, you were, like, almost put in, uh, like, classes. Yeah, I was, like, with the, like, special ed in Mm -hmm. high school. Yeah. In high school, you were, how long, like, couple, like, even through? Um, like, when I was in high school, yeah, I was, I was pretty lazy, and so I, I had terrible grades. And I remember they're like, uh, "Wait!" So, so they found that when I was in elementary school, you know, that I had this reading and writing disability. So they were like, "All right, well, this would kind of like be the excuse as to why he's getting bad grades." And then like you know, but then towards the end of school, I was like, "I'm just lazy, dude." So I got all my grades together and I passed high school and everything. And I remember they asked me, they're like, "What? How did you?" Go from like here to here, and I mean, I read a passage in the Bible <laughs> that said, "Work as if you are working unto the Lord." And 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 at this time, I was you know I was going to church quite often, and I was like, I've never applied that principle to my life. Like maybe that's something that I need to try because I really want to get out of high school. <laughs> I don't want to be here, and you know maybe I'll go to college or something. But I'm like, okay, I'll work as if I'm working unto the Lord, and then you know I end up passing. And, um, but yeah, yeah. With you, you asked me about like, how, how did I, what, what was it again? Oh yeah. I was just, so I was just saying like, so you feel like you're, I mean, in some aspects in life, you're more behind than most people, right? Like yeah. as far as your maybe physical and then all body. And then also your, um, you know, your intellectual, you felt like now you have how many books out? Like four? Like, yeah, like three or something. Yeah, yeah. so, and and I don't, there's... But, no, I'm writing another one, and I'm probably going to get rid of the other ones, because I'm like, 
the other ones where I'll just put my foot in the water. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> For sure. I feel that, man. I, I deleted some of my books, too. Like, <laughs> I feel you, dude. I feel you, man. I was like, this one's better than, than delete another one. Then, But I feel like, yeah, yeah anyways. But, um, but so you had... Um, you had a disadvantage. Uh, what I'm, what I was getting at is, you had a disadvantage, like reading wise, right? Now you're writing books. Now you're reading more books than I mean, most people. I think the average. What's the statistic? You probably know it. It's like the average person reads like one book after high school or something. After or, oh, and then man. like yeah, after remember. college, there's like or something crazy like that. It's like, uh, and most people aren't lifelong learners, and you are. Um, and you are, and, um, so, and, but you, at first you had a disadvantage in that. So my point is, and I'll saying this, you had, do you believe that people that have like start on a lower level on something and then like, and, th- and then they exceed, like they exceed. So, um, they're that level, like they exceed like the baseline of like normal. Cause everybody, most people start off at like, a higher, maybe started off at like a higher level than you, but you actually, uh, I feel like pushed past that level. You started off lower, but pushed past that level, way past that, you know? Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but Ed Milet was saying that the, like he started off with way less confidence, way, you know, not, not as big. And then he pushed himself past that. I don't know if you can explain that, like, or if you have any thoughts on that. Right, in your own right. life or just in general but basically what you're asking me is like how in like all the areas of my life whether it's like physical or spiritual or confidence and everything how did i get from like or like reading books how did i get from like not having and being able to get to a certain point yeah so i didn't yeah. explain that i was trying no, no, to explain you're it <laughs> you're good you're good um yeah 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 i would say it's just so many different like layers to that that I'd say when it came to confidence, dude, I remember that like not being confident. That was terrible. That is not a good feeling, like lacking confidence, bro. Um now I lacked confidence when I talked to people in general. Or or if it was like a, a girl, I feel I I used to lack confidence. Um The thing was, with me, was I never felt like I lacked confidence in my ability Mm. to do something. It was more of like, how do I put it? At some point in my life, when was that? I Oh, yeah. Rewind back in time. (laughs) Let's go back in time, bro. You, You just hit, you just hit something. Okay. 2017 um i was i was living at my grandfather's house i was how old was i 24 something 24 25 uh whatever and i remember thinking to myself like man like life sucks you know i I would get on like christian dating sites and try to talk to a girl and then it would Things would be cool, and then things wouldn't work out. And I talked to another one. Things would be cool, they wouldn't work out. And then I'm over here. I got a job. Okay, you know, I don't like this job. I should get another job. They all are low-paying jobs, and I, you know, and then I, I felt I, I felt like I lacked confidence 
when I anything I don't know what that was. That's weird. When it when it was when I had to encounter people like in conversation, I felt nervous and lacked confidence. Mm-hmm. And um and I remember when I was started getting into bodybuilding, and exercising, and I looked good and everything, and I got buff. I I built my confidence a little bit, mainly when I was having communication with other men, you know, because oh yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 the muscular one in the group. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. Like if I'm not muscular, I feel like I lack confidence. There has to be a way to gain confidence without a gimmick. How could I have confidence all the time? And uh, I realized that like one of the main reasons why people lack confidence is because they don't know something. It's it's like it's the lack of confidence is kind of like a byproduct of something. Meaning, for example, playing chess, you, I, I remember being so bad at chess, but when I learned a couple skills and watched some videos on how to play chess, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, oh, I see the next move I can make. I didn't know that before. And so I started getting knowledge. Or uh, that, that applied to so many things. You know, I remember when I first got into exercise, I'm like, I kind of felt like I lacked confidence that, that I was going to build muscle. But then I was like, I started getting knowledge on how to do it. And once I still got a little bit of results, I was like, wait, it worked. Mm-hmm. So then I realized, okay, I need to get knowledge. I need, I need to get information and I need to understand that information. So then when it came to dealing with people, I started understanding people because I started studying the psychology of people. And how people think and how they respond. How do they respond the way you dress, the way you talk? You know, how do they perceive you with, with a certain type of job that you have? I, I study all these different things. I'm like, I want to know how people think so that when I go out throughout the world for the rest of my life, I know how to handle people, men and women. And so when I started understanding psychology, I'm like, oh, people aren't complicated. You know, in, 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 and now I know how to navigate through the world because I've got knowledge and so uh, maybe that answers the question but that helped me have just natural I don't like using the word confidence and the reason being is because you know <laughs> here's me going philosophical again <laughs> but in the beginning of time there was no such thing as a lack of confidence there, it just didn't exist it didn't exist until mankind fell from God and they fell into ignorance and not knowing who God is. When, uh, when ignorance came around, fear came around. Okay. And so, yeah. There, there was no such thing as having fear, man. You were just living your life. Mm-hmm. But fe- fear and lack and confidence, all this other stuff. Yeah. It makes sense, man. That makes sense. I appreciate it, man. Uh, man, this is crazy. You just have so many, so much knowledge. It's it, it's fun to talk about, talk to you about. Every like, time you say it, in my mind, I'm like, you didn't say. I, I dude, I'm not even lying. I'm not lying. Whenever you say, man, you got so much knowledge in my head, I'm like, I'm telling you, I genuinely don't feel like I do. <laughs> really, you don't. You what no. do you? What goes through your mind when I say that? You just think like, oh, I, I you don't think it's true, like. What do you think? Like, 
you just, well, 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 no, I mean, when you say, man, you got knowledge, my brain, I'm like, I'm trying to think, I'm like, that, that's, it's, it's nice, that's nice if it, like, if it helped you, but, you know what I'm saying, but, like, in my head, I'm like, it's just there's what, so much that I'm trying to learn and understand, there, dude, you see all these books over here, all those books over there? Oh, dang, yeah. I haven't read those books. All I, these? I, well, not, well, not all of them, I've read, I've read a lot of them, but all these books, I don't get stressed out in life, but I'll just say, if anything does stress me out in life, it's a, it's a, a book that I have not read because I feel like I don't know something. Mm -hmm. And so um, I see it and it's stressing me out. I'm like, I, I need, there's something I need to freaking learn over here. There's Dude. something I need to learn. Dude, that's the reason why I think I, I think I know that's why you're so knowledgeable because Ed Milet says, uh, okay. So he's like, he's so, um, I mean, even Ed Milet was saying he gets so fearful of not being successful or something like that, that he, that's why he's successful. Like the most, most, so the three traits of most successful, of the most successful people, are like highly successful, like not just successful, but like millionaires, uh, and you know, billionaires and just like really high, highly successful is they're insecure. They have a lot more confidence. They have like self-belief. They believe believe in themselves. And then, um, what was the other one? Uh, so they, so they're insecure. Uh, they, and then oh, I forget the other one. Uh, you'll have to put it. Um, but so in, yeah, I forget the other one. But basically, Ed Milet was saying like. The reason why he believes the reason why he's so successful is because he's scared of returning to that point. He's scared of returning to the point of like not being successful. And like they say like like millionaires are more afraid of losing it all. I'm not saying you're afraid of like but you are so into consuming knowledge that you don't you just think about what's next you know you don't enjoy what you have already learned you're not enjoying that knowledge no i'm just kidding but you know what i mean i you know what i'm saying like you don't like um i i was just totally kidding on that but no, you're you, not enjoying you, the knowledge but i'm just saying yeah, like um you the knowledge like that you have is kind of like you don't appreciate it because you're always wanting the more, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the same thing with successful people. Like they're never like the most successful people are never satisfied with like Mark Zuckerberg. People are be like, Oh, he could buy an Island and he's like 35 or whatever, 40 and, and he could just chill out. But Mark Zuckerberg is not going to chill out. Cause that's what got him there in the first place. You know, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they work a lot, you know? Right, Elon right. Musk works like 80 hour weeks and Man. I feel like that's why 80 hundred hour weeks and I feel like that's why you're so knowledgeable is like because you keep seeking that but you don't like but if you were like oh I, I learned enough like you know I'm like you know you would not be in that place that you are right now if you were content with what you had and I feel like a lot of people are more content they're comfortable you know with what they, I don't you, I don't know. That's no, what no, I no, see. I, no, I, no, see, man, no, I see what you're saying. I see, what you, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm, yeah. it, it's like my brain is on a mission to become like the best version of whatever I can be. And so 
internally, I genuinely feel like I can do all things through Christ. I, mm-hmm. I, I really feel like it. And, and, and this is going to sound weird to you, but I, every, every now and then, if I walk across water, I'll try to step on the water to see if I can walk across it to see if I have enough faith. And if I don't have it, I, I'm not, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, dang, dude, I don't, I still don't have enough faith. And so, you know, I've prayed for people to get healed and I've seen people heal. I've prayed for, I've seen, you know, I've seen crazy things and stuff and, and I, and I believe God 100,000%, you know, and, and, but I just, I just want to be the best version of whatever, whatever he put within me, I want to get it all out. But I don't feel like I can get it all out unless I know how to get it all out, and that's why I read books. You say say that again, that 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 I, last I, part. I I want to become the best version of what I can possibly be. Whatever he put within me, as a man, and 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 I say this about other people too. You know, men and women, you, like, whatever God put within me, whatever God put within you, it's like I want to see that all come out to its fullness but in the process of trying to get that i can't do it in my own power mm-hmm. you know so you know with that in mind i asked god i said god <laughs> i said i said give me the wisdom of solomon this is this is the part i was going to tell you earlier i was in my car in 2017 and i prayed in my car that god would give me the wisdom of solomon i said, give me the wisdom of solomon and i said if you if if you're not going to give me the wisdom of Solomon, I say, guide me to the wisdom. If you're not going to impart it to me, just guide it to me. Give, lead me to the right books, the right people, the right information. So I'm constantly looking for like, all right, there's something I don't know. There's something I don't know. If I get triggered by something emotionally, I'm like, okay, there's something I don't know. There's something I don't know here. You know what I'm Or like, uh, I want to know. I want to know everything. Not everything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know as much as I can about uh, life, people, purpose, what God has for us and his creation. And uh, and I don't feel like I can get to wherever he wants me to get to unless I have knowledge. Yeah. No, for sure, bro. I And I, like, I'm on the similar path except, like, it, for me, I'm like, it's just a little different, but uh, but I want to achieve. This feels like a Joe Rogan like uh, <laughs> uh, podcast. We're, like, we're getting real deep and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, dude, I I really, um, I really respect that about you. And I I'll tell you, like, I don't say that lightly when I say you're the most like the wisest person for your age or the you know, most knowledgeable person for your age. Like, I would say like under. 40 I don't know anybody under 40 that has as much wisdom as you as much like knowledge or wisdom and I'm just like and I don't say that lightly like I I've met a lot of people and um and I continue to meet a lot of people and I just and so I I I really I think that's what makes you successful bro is that hunger for more though like obviously I just think that's what makes you successful. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. I, I guarantee you, if I let you read the three books that I read in my whole life, you'll have as much knowledge as me. 
The 30? Three books. I've only read three books in my life. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah. That's <laughs> funny. We got, uh, we got about 30 minutes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I, I really, I don't know. I want to kind of stick on that for a second because no that's really, I, I like, I like to ask people about stuff um, that they're expert that they're an expert in. You know, I like to, and you're an expert on learning. I feel like compared to like if I look around, I just look around. I know like uh, okay. Let me let me ask you something. What is it that you feel like I know that you don't know? I mean, what do you not know? It's like yeah, <laughs> like every time I come with you, like with a question. Like, you don't just spit out a Bible verse. Okay, so for example, one of the most knowledgeable people I know, um, the other the most knowledgeable person I know, um, he's knowledgeable in the Bible, and it's like, every time I say something, he like, shares his opinion, which is okay, but like, but you share like a whole story, and you know like the in-depth of like, well, more well-rounded, I guess, is the right word of uh, knowledge, where it's like you share a story. You, you don't not just know a concept. You know 10, because like you said earlier, you know 10 times more about a concept that you can explain it to me like a three-year-old because I ask questions like, why is this this way? And then you're like, well, Aaron, it's like this story. You share a story and then it shares like the whole like, well, like the whole picture of it versus just like one side of it like this is the answer you don't just get like does that make sense you do like no nah, i know what you, yeah yeah right yeah yeah like like you were saying like like you know some people just for, uh yeah you'll ask a question about something like i don't know it could be something simple like uh why did why what is the purpose of money or something and then someone will just be like quote a bible verse the, the love of money is the root of all evil mm -hmm. and then that's it and then I'm over here, I'll break it down. and Because I think, how do I put this? When I when I talk to someone about something, I, I only talk about what I know. If I don't know, I just, yeah, I don't know. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and I'll be the first person to admit that I'm wrong. I, I, I'm willing to learn, dude. I, I'm willing to learn and be in, uh, to, to be corrected because I'm trying to know more. I won't get offended. But... Uh, yeah, like, especially, like, when it comes to, like, the kingdom concept in the Bible, you know, if somebody were to ask me a question about the kingdom concept, I don't just quote a verse, I'll, I try to go into the history of kingdoms outside of the Bible, you know what I'm saying, and, and I do that intentionally because, for me, I feel like a person won't understand something if you're just fo fo focused on the face of it, they need to hear other concepts, they need to hear stories, they need to hear analogies, they need to know... Uh, the why behind the why behind the why. And, and if they could see like a big picture of something, they can understand the simplicity of it. But you can't understand how simple something is unless, unless you understand the complexity of it. And so with that in mind, like, yes, you know, the pe people always say, no, it's the simplicity of the gospel. Yes, it is the simplicity of the gospel. But even Apostle Paul said, y'all people out here, you're just getting the milk right now. You know, there are some deeper truths, some, some meat that, that God wants you to have. 
but there are people that aren't ready for it. So, and my way of trying to get, trying to help people go from just a basic level of understanding of Jesus Christ, I have to go in depth on why they think the way they think about certain passages, about the Bible, about Christ. I have to, I have to break down their own life story. I'll say, look, most people go to church, they're raised in church, this, that, and the other, and they were taught this about this verse and that and that and that. And I, when I break it down, then they're like, okay, snap, this guy understands like the average life of a Christian. So once they, once they, once they feel like they understand that, that I understand them, then I can go into breaking down like, you know, because a lot of Christians um, think that Jesus Christ came to bring a religion, but he came to bring a kingdom. And when, when you hear that, your mind's like, oh, yeah. Because Jesus said, uh, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So then I break down all the concepts. I go into the Hebrew and Greek and then try to, like I said, use analogies and parables. And just as much as I can to get someone to understand something simple. And that's why I, I learned so much. Because that's what it took for me to understand whatever it is that I know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see. I, I see exactly what you're saying. So, yeah, like, the best way to learn something is to teach it, don't you think? Is that true or no? I think it, well, it, it just depends on the context of that situation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Probably. yeah, it just depends on the context. Like, because, you're, like, if you're a pastor or something, like, you know, you need to learn something real quick and then you got to go preach it or something or mm -hmm. whatever. But uh, I, I think, you know, the best way to learn would really be to learn for yourself. But learn, learning something to teach I wouldn't say that's a bad idea, but I would just say um, um, it's probably better to learn for yourself so you can understand for yourself. There's one guy, uh, Jim Quick. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, like, this one guy, Jim Quick, he said, learn with the intention of teaching, though. Like he said, mm -hmm. because if you're trying to learn with the intention of teaching, that you'll grasp it so much better mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if, what you think about that. Yeah, it could be true. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to test that concept. Yeah. Uh, what about, um, he said the best way to, uh, to take notes is to create notes too. He said, because like, he said, like your brain is like, if you, uh, the worst way to take notes is to take notes exactly how it is because, right. then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you, your thoughts are on that, but uh, that's said, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, that well, it kind of reminds me like uh, John asked me last time we did a podcast together. He's like he asked me about my notes on Proverbs, and like when I take notes on like when I'm reading the Bible, um, I don't write the actual verse. I write the principle and concept that I got out of the verse, mm -hmm. and then um, yeah, and then I try to see if that's what it actually meant. But yeah, for sure. So, have you always been a how? Has the journey of connecting with people been? Because you you have like, I mean, you know how to connect with people. From what I've seen, you connect with people very well. Um, from what I've seen, so how has that journey on connecting with people been? Because I just, I mean, you said, in like in the beginning, yeah. Just start. Uh, can you take me through the journey of like when you first started, like? trying to socialize versus now how much like better you are at like socializing and connecting with people getting them 
to like understanding people and all that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, connecting with people. That's interesting how you... I'd say, yeah, like for me, I told you, I, I, don't, I don't like to say I'm an introvert or that's an extrovert. I don't like doing that. It might be true, but um, what do you call that test? The 16 personalities test. You ever, you ever did that test? Yeah. Well, uh, on there, mine is like, what? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but I, I've taken the test like every year since 2016. And for like, how many years? Probably for like three years or so. It um, I kept getting one personality, but then at, over time it changed to a different one, and it just kept staying consistent with that one, and then it changed to another one, mm. and um, but the reason I bring that up is because the personality test it always shows that I'm like f uh, fifty or, or forty nine percent extroverted and fifty one percent introvert or something like that mm. so it's like half and half and uh in my mind i've always saw myself as an introverted person simply because i can be by myself for long periods of time and not care and i enjoy being by myself and then um i used to feel like that that social anxiety when i was around people and like i said you know paying attention to what's going on in my head and stuff when i'm around people um i realized like i'm like man i think people are thinking things about me that they're probably not thinking and then also like having expectations when I show up to hang out with people or go to a group or a birthday party or a Bible study or just whatever, go play volleyball with people. Um, you know, there's always like a sense of nervousness or like feeling like I need to crack a joke or something to make people think I'm funny so that they'll like me. And so I just stopped doing all that stuff. And I'm like, I just practice being my true self when I was around people. And then also at the same time being my true self being aware of how people are responding to me when I'm around them and like knowing how to adjust, you know, how I am with certain people, having discernment of people and discernment of, you know, what's going on in my head. That helped me become better socially with people. And uh, Say that in a simple way. like My bad. No, you're good. I just want people to understand and I want to understand what you're saying there. Okay. That's a really good. Okay. Um, yeah. To simplify it, I try to pay attention to what's going on in my head when I'm hanging out with people, you know, like, and, and, um, I just relax, you know, just kick back, relax. If I'm at a birthday party, like I'm not sitting there trying to figure out how to make everybody think I'm funny. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I used to do that, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I had the, the social anxiety. I'm like, I need everybody here to like me. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't have expectations anymore. Like, I don't, if no one likes me, that's fine. Yeah. You know, um, but, but now when I, when I go somewhere, it's, I'm chilled out. I talk to people. If, if I could tell this person is not interested in talking to me, I just won't talk to them. Mm -hmm. rather than sitting there trying to figure out how to get this person to like me I'm like no I'll go talk with this dude mm -hmm. All right. oh he has the crazy hair hey what's up crazy hair what's up <laughs> and hang out but um, <laughs> yeah and then I also pay attention to how people are responding to me you know like if I can tell if I walk up to somebody and I can tell that they maybe they're just suspicious of me 
and then maybe when they're talking to me, they're kind of condescending or kind of rude. And I can tell, you know, what's, I'm like, oh, okay, this, I don't, I don't feel right talking to this person. They seem like they don't want me around over here. I, I extract myself from that situation. I go talk to someone else or whatever. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, dude. was that simple? Is that simple? Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. That's really yeah. good. People, people are overthinking things. They're overthinking things, just even in just a daily interaction with people. Yeah, do you feel like that? Is it um, <laughs> overthinking? Yeah, I, I, I'm the king. I used to be like the king of overthinking. Like, <laughs> okay, so man, almost dude. out of battery. Hmm? Oh, we, we, oh. we, we, we could bring it to a close now because it's almost out of battery. But okay, whatever we want to talk about right now, it's all good. Uh, one last question: uh, What's the impact you want to make on the world? Like, say, on your deathbed, you're just like. What kind of impact do you want to make on the world? Yeah, man. Um, uh, whatever God put me on earth to do, you know, I want to make sure that his vision for my life is completely fulfilled. And whatever his vision is, I know it has to do with people and, um, and, and, and helping people experience heaven on earth and, having peace and restoring families. And so whatever I have to do, you know, whether that's like become a good illusionist and inspire people. And they're like, Oh man, you, you know, you used to be what, whatever. And now you're an author and now you're a magician. And it's, it's inspiring. How'd you get to the place you're at in life? And then I share them my life story and maybe my life story will help them. Or like, um, you know, I, I just want to see people's lives change, man. You know, like there's people are living hell on earth. And, uh, you know, even when they, even people who go to church, their life is like hell on earth. And so I just want to, I want to see people happy, free in Christ, not feeling like they're a slave to, to religion. Um, you know, I want to show people that their, their potential. And, uh, so with all those things in mind, I mean, that, that's, that's like the impact that I want to make in life, you know, um. And all Lord willing and however he, he wants that to go. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I appreciate it, bro. This has been a really a blast, man. Yes. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate <laughs> it, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get this edited and on your channel. Heck yeah, dude. Any, any, any last words you needed? Or you uh, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, be sure to subscribe. Hit that notifications bell for... His channel and also my channel as well. Appreciate awesome, it. Man. Creep <laughs> Podcast. God bless.